Bible. In the book of Luke chapter 7. From verse 11 downward. Now it happened the day after. That he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him. And a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city. Behold a dead man. Somebody say a dead man. A dead man. Was being carried out. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, somebody said, when the Lord saw her, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. A voice. A voice said what? Do not weep. Then verse 14. Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. Young man, I say to you, Do what? Arise. A voice. Irresistible voice. Young man, arise. And what happened? What happened? So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. He handed him back to his mother. Irresistible voice. There's only one voice that will come to you and change your situation. When that one voice comes, things will take their shape. When that word comes to you from the creator of the universe, from the one who made you, from the one who knows all, everything about you, when he speaks about your situation, when he says peace, they cannot be chaos. Amen. When he says he has blessed you with laughter, you can cry. Amen. You can cry. Because that word has been tried seven times in heaven before it comes. The Bible says his word cannot come back to him void. It must accomplish what he sent it for. And the scripture says, Now it happened the day after, the day after when he had healed the centurion's servant. And the scripture says, and many of his disciples were with him, and a large crowd. I want you to understand, where there is life, there is a crowd. Where there is life, there is what? A crowd. The Bible says a large crowd followed him, followed Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was not just an ordinary man. He was God-man. He was filled 
with heaven. When he sees people, he sees beyond their looks. He sees beyond their actions. And he was a man full of compassion, full of love. Those who followed him, followed him because of the, the great anointing that was upon him. He was a helper. There's nobody who went to him and went back without being healed or delivered. His presence brought life. And that is why the crowd followed him. Because the people were sick. The people were hungry. They were thirsty for the kingdom. And the scripture says he talked like no man. His words were powerful. His words were revealing. And so the people were at his feet always to hear. Because hearing his word changed their lives. Hearing his word brought their lives together. You know, some Americans will say, if you ask them to come to the, uh, to the church, they say, uh, let me first of all gather myself. When I gather myself, then I will come to the church. But actually, you cannot gather yourself. It is the Lord who can gather you. Amen. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And so a large crowd followed him. He was the captain of this crowd. And where Jesus is the captain, you can expect victory all the time. Amen. You can expect success all the time. Amen. The victory, he, as he walked, the crowd was with him. And passing through this small town, it's just a small town. He's, he met another crowd. And the captain of this crowd was a corpse. <laughs> because everything that centered on the crowd of Jesus was Jesus. Because he was alive, and everybody's attention was on him. Amen. And now this crowd that was coming from Nain had their own leader, and it was a cult. Because everybody in that crowd was focusing on the cult. Focusing on, on the cult. And the crowd of Jesus is a crowd of life. Amen. The crowd of Jesus is a crowd of victory. Amen. The crowd of Jesus is a crowd of restoration. Amen. The crowd of Jesus is a crowd of joy. Amen. When you are in Jesus' crowd, you are filled with joy. Amen. You are filled with happiness. Amen. Victory is assured. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And so they were the master who has life who spoke the words of life to them they were after him but as heaven has already planned when they came to name this crowd was coming out and that crowd was a crowd of mourners have you ever seen mourners have you ever seen people confused when somebody dies, whether he was your enemy or, your, or, or not, 
there is confusion. Because the loved one has gone. And people are sad. You can go to where people are mourning. And then you begin to laugh. <laughs> and play jokes. No, you don't do like that. I remember I was told of this uh, mentally deranged man who, who is in a part in Cameroon, my country. So this guy moves from one place to another, eating, because he has nothing to lose. And uh, he doesn't have a house. And all what he does is to move from one place to another. So this great man died, and he came there ate very well. Ate very well. He goes from one place to another, eating, because that is the way to sustain himself. And so, as he attended this particular uh, funeral, after eating and eating well, he now took up his hands up as if to receive blessings or to give blessings. And he said, let us pray that by this time next year, by this time next year, God should still call us through the death of another person to celebrate and have, and have fun. And he was saying this, he was saying this with a person who loved his loved one by, by him. And the man head like that and turned, getting a wonderful slide, a terrible slide. Because he was rejoicing. The crowd from name was filled with confusion, was filled with disappointment. And the disappointment was not just the death of this man, but also the condition of the woman, the mother of the dead. The mother was a widow. The husband had died. And uh, the death of this child proved something in life. What the mother was leaning on became a reed, a broken reed. The mother could not lean on this child anymore. Have you ever lost something so precious to you? Have you ever lost something so precious to you? Something that you were leaning on and suddenly it is taken away. Those of you who have lost your dear ones, you can understand. Those who have lost precious jobs, you can understand. Those who have lost their peace, you can understand what this woman was going through. And so the crowd, the crowd was coming. The, 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 the corpse was leading. And the crowd was following, weeping, confused. Hopeless, helpless, by the God of heaven, Amen. by the God of heaven, who knows everything and knows how to wipe away tears. Just at that time, when they were going to bury him, behold, the crowd led by the Son of God, who came to save, who came to bless, they met together. 
Listen. At its time, God is going to meet you. Yeah. At the point of your need. Just when you think everything is dead. An irresistible, an irresistible voice is going to come in. And the dead things will become alive. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Just when, just when you feel everything has gone down the bridge. Just when you are taking the last step, somebody will meet you. Or somebody that will change that condition will meet you. And his name is Jesus. And Jesus saw her, saw the lady broken, broken. Her spirit was broken. Her body showed desperation. Those around her could not comfort her. Words failed to comfort them. She was alone in the world, even though, even though among the crowd. Have you ever had a situation where you are just alone? People are surrounding you, but you are alone because of what is in your heart. What has happened to you? The Bible says Jesus saw her. I want you to know that there is a big eye that is seeing you. Amen. Amen. There's a big eye that is seeing you. Amen. Men may not see you. They may not even understand you. But the God of heaven sees everything. He is, he is the all-seeing God. Amen. He's the all-seeing God. And when God sees you, He sees you with compassion. And compassion must go with corresponding action. Amen. When, you, when you say you have compassion, you have to do something. Right. I believe he didn't just see her with an ordinary heart, uh, uh, eyes. But he saw her beyond. She saw her brokenness. She saw how her spirit was broken. And the Bible says, the Bible says, and he had compassion. When you have compassion, you do something. Amen. You can have compassion and do nothing. Jesus has compassion on us. And he said, do not weep. You're not talking to the woman. Do not weep. Who is this man who is telling me not to weep? Who is this man? He said, do not weep. Let me say to some of you here, don't weep. Amen. That voice is saying to you, don't weep. Amen. Weep no more. You have wept in the past until now. But this voice is coming to you to wipe away your tears. Do not weep. Woman, do not weep. Why? Because that which has kept you up will be taken care of. Amen. That which has kept you troubled will be taken care of. Woman, do not weep. And God is saying to you, some of you have been weeping in the night. Some of you have not been sleeping in the night. Some of you have troubles which no person knows. Nobody knows. But you and God sees and knows how deep your problems are. 
God says, do not weep. Do not weep. Because the lion of the tribe of Judah says you should not weep. He sings. He sings. He said to the woman, do not weep. That was number one. And then he came and touched the open coffin. You know, in those days, ordinary people were buried outside of the city. Only the kings of Judah were buried in the city. And as the carriers carried him in a stretcher, and they were going, Jesus, touch. And they stood. Listen, this compassionate God. In the days of old, no priest could do it. Because when you touch a dead man, you are unclean. You are unclean. But here is the Son of God. He, he knew his mission. He came to save. And then he touched. After all, he is clean. He's, he's the one. I mean, cleanliness is him. He can never defile himself. Nothing can defile him. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. He touched. And they that carried him stood still. This was now faith in action. Somebody that you don't know tells you to stop and hold the, the casket. And then all of you stop. Heaven was at work. Amen. Heaven was at work. And uh, he said, number three, young man, young man, do what? Arise! Irresistible voice. Young man, arise! Young man, arise! Good dreams, come forth! Where has he been laid? Where is he? 
Where is the tomb? And then she was still complaining. Jesus said, I am the resurrection Hallelujah. and the life. And as I said, resurrection is a person. Yes, it's not just an event. It's not just a word. Resurrection is a person. And that person is Christ. Amen. He said, I am the resurrection. Where is she? Take me to where he has been laid. Four days. When he stood, the Bible says he wept. And uh, he gave that irresistible voice. Lazarus! Somebody say Lazarus. Lazarus! Lazarus! A commanding, authoritative voice. He said Lazarus! In holy anger. In holy anger. He said Lazarus! Come forth! An irresistible voice. And he who was dead four days, stinking, heavenly, right there and then, something came into the dead man. Life. Life. Somebody say life. That thing that is dead in your life will be resurrected. It will be resurrected. That vision will come back to you. That dream will come back to you. Yes. Because you are his. And he is yours. And the Bible says, Lazarus came up, bound. But is that not even a miracle? Even if he came up, bound, and just remained that way, at least people will say a miracle happened. A miracle happened. But when he came out, he was bowed. And he said, Lose him. Irresistible voice. Lose him. You shall be loose. 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 In the name of Jesus. Listen. This boy, as Jesus said, rise up. Life came back to him. Restoration came back to him. When that voice comes, that voice is not particularly for one thing. When that voice comes, that voice comes with a package. A package. You receive your health. You are completely restored. Like the young man, he was completely restored. He was completely healed of any disease and strength came into his life. Amen. When that voice comes to you and changes your situation, if you were weak, you will become strong. Amen. I say if you were weak, you will do what? You will become strong. This is a wonderful thing God does. Listen to me. God cannot come and heal you of high blood and then and then, and then live uh, diabetes, or live uh, 
when he comes down, when he comes down, it is completeness. It's completeness. And that is what I want you to expect. This week, God is coming. Completeness. Completeness. The guy was fully restored. And the Bible says, he handed him to the mother. You can, you can just imagine what joy, what joy came to that mother. If your child is restored to you, those of you who are children who are, who are wayward, you've prayed for them, you've prayed for them, and God answers your prayers, and the children come back to you. How will your joy be? Nobody can stop your joy. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Nobody can stop your joy. That is why when the Lord has done something for somebody, your joy will affect people. Do you know that there are some people when they smile, their smile affects other people. There are some people that you like to sit closer to them. Because something is coming out of them that will bless you. I spoke to you some time ago. This brother, an uneducated man, a man from the village. When you look at him, it was like nothing could come out of his life. In the church where I came from, this brother would dance. I mean, when he's dancing, you'll be forced to dance. But this was somebody you could not... I mean, look, I don't want to describe him, but this is somebody that you will, you know, just keep. But when he's dancing, I'm praising God. So this doctor came into the church. I saw this guy dancing and praising for joy. Now this doctor evaluated him and said he doesn't have money from the way that he dresses. He's not educated from the way that he speaks. He evaluated him and then came to a point and that point was this. But why is he so joyful? Amen. Something must be there Amen. that causes this guy to be so joyful as he is. And he said, I will find out. And that's how the man gave his life to Jesus. And he followed the Lord until his death. something for you. <laughs> nothing can hold you down. I'm telling you, nothing can hold you down. Because every chain has been broken, you will dance and shout and be like a foolish man. People may not know why you are dancing. Well, some people may laugh at you, but you say, you know what? If you know my full story, 
If you know my sister, you will not have that. If you know where I'm coming from, if you know the hurt, the grief that I have had in my heart, you will not be loving that. I'm coming from a mighty long way. Then you will understand. There are some people here who've come from a mighty long way. Their lives have been a mess. They've been frustrated in life by things in life. And then when they heard the irresistible voice, they were changed. And today they can dance, they can jump. And when they are dancing and jumping, you know, some people are looking at them as hypocrites. Yes, let them call you a hypocrite. Let them call you any name. You have been saved, and the Lord has broken the chain. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, yes. I, I think this woman from me was dancing, was dancing. Now, can you imagine the crowd of mourners? became a dancing crowd. The crowd of Mona became a joyful crowd. And they joined her to dance. And there was joy in the house. When Jesus tells your story, Because anyway, Jesus is. Jesus. Now listen to me. When Jesus touches your life, you are never the same. And the woman pointed up to Jesus. Whatever Jesus does for you, God is God. When people are giving you the honor, the glory, or whatever, take it and say, Jesus. Lastly, when this voice comes, it is irresistible. You've heard this story before, but I just want to bring out this 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 aspect. When I was sick so many years ago, and I prayed. Medicine could not help me. I was far away from home. And I cried. I had a place where I, I, I always went in the night. Under a eucalyptus tree. I would bow down there and pray. For three days I could not eat. My stomach could not hold anything. There was no money. And as I prayed, I said, God, heal me. God, heal me. I came back to the dormitory. I was sleeping on my right hand side with my hand like this. In between sleep and being awake. How many of you have been in that? Yeah. You are you are you are not really sleeping, but you are not bad. You are not also awake. Something happened. In that condition, I saw a light. I can, I can still see it now. 
I saw a light, and that light was bright, I mean strong. It was coming to me on the bed. And when it was coming, I began shouting inside that dream, the power of God has come. 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 That light came and then went back. The second time as it was, it was coming, it came with force. It was bright. I couldn't stand the light. It came with force and penetrated my being. Entered into me. And when it entered into me, I was still saying the power of God has come. The power of God has come. In my dream, the power of God has come. And uh, <coughs> when it penetrated me, I started speaking in tongues. Wow. And I started speaking in tongues. I spoke in tongues for a long time. And then right inside that dream, I saw Jesus. <laughs> He came closer to my bed and he stood there and he looked at me. I saw him from here to here. Wow. He was covered with glory. Amen. He was covered with glory. Amen. I mean, I just pray that he should visit me again. <laughs> he was covered with glory. And this is how he, he made. He just, he just pointed to me and said, you are healed. Amen. That was all. That was what he said. He said, you are healed. Irresistible voice. He said, you are healed. And when he said, you are healed, I came back to myself. I turned now on the bed. I still felt some pains. And then I remember a book I read by L.A. Dowd. I don't know whether some of you know. He was an, an American evangelist. Very powerful. Gifted in miracles. He said, at times, when Jesus cast out demons, not all just went out at the same time. You know, some can struggle and say, um, but the command has been given. Amen. The irresistible voice Amen. has come. So, but, but finally, they will still go. Because they cannot resist the voice of the master. That writing came, came to me, and I said, oh, good. It is done. Amen. The next day, before 12 o'clock, I was completely healed. I was completely healed. I can hear that voice. I can hear that voice. Irresistible. Amen. The master has spoken. Amen. Who are you, death, to resist the voice of the master? Who are you, cancer, to resist the voice of the master? Who are you, diabetes, to resist the voice of the master? Who are you, poverty, to resist the voice of the master? Who And I was completely healed. And I kept praising God. And so when I talk about miracles and talk about healing, 
I'm not talking just what I read from some books. I'm saying what has happened to me. Amen. And what has happened to some of you. Amen. Some of you have been touched by him. Yes. You have experienced the mighty touch of the living God. And listen to me. Listen to me. Even if you don't hear any other voice, he has already spoken from Calvary. Be the same. Your family will never be the same. 